0: You are now listening to the Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Frigera, your Soul Powered Executive Coach. This podcast is designed to make soul power a normal topic of conversation. What makes us divine and how can it empower your life and business? For Season 3, we are diving deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who powered through the 2020 lockdown and emerged even stronger. So get ready to be inspired, get ready to be empowered, get ready to take action as we explore how to elevate your soul power and create success no matter what. Welcome to Soul Power 2, the People Podcast. My name is Tess Ferger and I'm excited today to have with me Samantha Dench. Did I say that right, Samantha? You did. Yes, Samantha Dunge. We're going to talk about everything beauty, gift of beauty. And of course, we're we're still in the theme of how 2020 has strengthened her. We're going to find out what it taught her and and everything and how her business is doing right now after the 2020 restrictions and all that. Samantha, welcome to Soul Part to the People podcast. Thank you, Tess. So excited to be here. Yeah. So uh, please
1: introduce yourself. Okay. I'm Samantha Dunch. I'm a licensed esthetician. I've been doing aesthetics for over 20 years. Um, I own my own company, Skin Deep Aesthetics, which I'm out in a suburb of Chicago called Oakbrook, Illinois. Um, And I'm also, I educate women. I have a book and I'm now working on a tween skincare line that I'm about to launch.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Skincare line, yeah. Just just before recording, uh, I was asking uh, Samantha about my freckle here. <laughs> so <laughs> curious to find out about your uh, beauty line. Tell us what was your business like uh, before 2020. So I've been a solo esthetician pretty much um,
1: for about 13 years, and my business was kind of up and down. You know, before that, there was a couple times where. I was really slow. I actually almost shut my doors just because it was like I was trying to be everything to everyone. Um, I'm a single mom. So I actually started my business in the basement of my house. And then when I got divorced, it was like, oh, I have to do this full time. So it was it's just that challenge of trying to balance like growing your company, growing your business, being home for your kids. So I was doing a lot of juggling and I was just if a client was like, Oh, you should do waxing. So then I was trying to do waxing or makeup and all this stuff. And I'm like, it just didn't resonate with me. So eventually I really got clear and kind of niched my business down to have like a more holistic approach to skin. So that's kind of where I was. What does that
0: mean? What does that
1: mean more holistic? So I don't believe in Botox. I don't believe in a lot of those harsh, like chemical treatments, um, Everything I do is more natural to the skin. Like I do microcurrent facials, which are basically like a gym workout for your face. So it helps your skin age gracefully, um, but it's a more natural treatment. So a lot of my products that I use, um, some of them are from Europe. So they actually follow the European guidelines and Europe bans over 2000 ingredients, whereas the U.S. only bans like 100 or 150. So the quality of products are just that much better. So. I just want to give my clients the ability to look good and feel good, but not have to do some of those harsh treatments.
0: And I don't understand why a lot of women would, I think they knowingly, they're aware of the consequences and they still do it. And I, yeah, that's something that's hard for me to fathom, but hey, I don't judge. There's right. consequences to that.
1: Yes. Yeah. And there's alternatives, which most, most women don't feel like they have a choice. So they end up going and get Botox, because they feel like there's no other options out there because like microcurrent or like some of these other more natural treatments they're not really talked about.
0: And then what happened during 2020? I hear that you almost closed the door and and then you niche down. and then what happened in 2020? did it help with the lockdowns or so we were completely shut down. I had to close my doors
1: for three and a half months, so I couldn't even I couldn't even come to work. So it was like, here I am, a single mom, three kids, And I had no ability to make money. So I was doing, um, thankfully, I had an online store, so I was able to sell product to clients. Um, I also was doing like little, selling like little mini facial kits at home. So I would send them out to people with like a cute little video, like, okay, this is what we're going to do first. This is what we're going to do second. Just so um, people had an ability to take care of their skin and kind of feel pampered um, in the middle of just being home and not knowing Mm -hmm. what to do. So um, Mm -hmm. thankfully, I was able to have, I had an online store. So I was able to sell product to clients. And, you know, I was networking with people on social media and able to kind of grow my business that way. What stories of resilience can you share with us during 2020? Well, I had to pivot really quick because um, the minute my doors were shut, I lost my ability to make money. So um, I, you know, it's like, the doors are shut, but you still have bills that come in. So it's like, what, what, what am I going to do now? So it's like, you really have to think on your feet, kind of dig deep and figure out, okay, how how can I do this and still be able to survive and not have to like, you know, I was renting at the time, like at my house at the time. So it was like, how do I pay my rent? How do I pay my bills? How do I put food on the table for three kids and still be able to make money? So, you know, I feel like when you're put in that position, like you have to think fast and you just, you get really resourceful and you figure out, mm-hmm. figure out whatever it takes to make you survive.
0: Wow. Yeah. Others would have uh, given up. Well, why didn't you? I didn't have a choice.
1: <laughs> I'm not the kind of person to just give up. There's days where I'm like, I give up, I'm not doing this. And then it's like, then that little voice insider is like, no, you need to keep going, you know, ha- take this moment and, you know you'll get through
0: it. (laughs) So So, uh, tell me about your skin line. You already have your own product at that time? No, I'm actually working on that
1: right now. So it's about to be launched probably early January. So by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be launched. Tell us more about it. So it's for tweens and teens. So it's called Zozo, which is after my daughter Zoe, because she is 11 years old. When I've started developing my own product line for my company, she was like, mom, I really want some product. And I gave her some and she's like, okay, so my friends are using this product and this product and this product. And I was like, why are they using that? I'm like, they're only 10 and 11. And she's like, well, you know, we go on TikTok and we see this and we see that. And so I started doing some research and I'm, I learned that they're using retinols, glycolics, peel pads, like all this Harsh stuff that they shouldn't even be using. And I'm like, okay, I need to do something. So I quickly pivoted and I'm like, I'm going to create products for them. So that's kind of how. And so she was my inspiration. So I named the line after her. Oh, sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I'm actually expanding this year. So I just hired my first employee. So I'm going to be, you know, kind of expanding. Eventually, I want to get out of my one room treatment room and have like a multi room spa. Um, That's kind of my goal for the next year so i can have a couple other aestheticians working for me cuz as much as i love giving facials i do want to step out of the room a little bit and start doing more education i really want to talk to kids about their skin and really teach them the importance of having good skincare and establishing like a good routine at a young age so i would love to get in schools or
0: you know work with like groups of kids that's that's amazing that's that's great yeah yeah cuz i remember when i was a teenager and uh... Yeah, it's all those harsh chemicals that being made to believe that that's the only option I had at that time. And uh, it's crazy. And that's why I I refuse to put makeup on and, and nothing on my skin. Right. It's because of that. Yeah. So you did online, you developed your own products. Mm -hmm. Any other struggles you faced during 2020 that you had to overcome? The the one thing that was really interesting about 2020 is
1: when I was finally able to open my doors. It was like, because we had been so isolated for so long that people were like trying to like bang down the door to get in for a facial because- we lacked human touch. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I would put my hands on clients and it was like, they would like melt down. It was actually a very emotional time. There was times when I would leave work and I felt so drained because it was like, I was like absorbing all their energy because, um, that we're just craving attention and touch and, you know, human connection. So it was, it was a really interesting, like, I want to say six months because even when I opened my doors, like I had to take a break between clients and clean down my whole room. Like there was all these different like rules and protocols and um, because clients had to take their mask off. So I had to have like face shields and face masks. And it was just, it was really hard to work like that. So I feel like we were still very restricted. Um, But I feel like that human touch piece like was very eye-opening during that time. Because like I said, energetically, like I remember one instance, I want to say it was probably like a couple of weeks after I finally opened, I sat in my car and I was like, I felt so drained and so like heavy that I was like, I don't know if I can keep doing this for a living, you know? Um, but obviously I got through that and got over it. And, you know, once clients started coming back on a regular basis, you know, everything lightened up, but yeah, it was, it was really intense for a while there. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah, I I refuse to go to places that would mask me off. I I miss my esthetician. But she's like, well, you're going to have to wear a mask if you come see me. And you can't get a facial with a mask on. So they had to take it off. Uh, Even dentists, you have to put your mask on. But you're you're (laughs) going to look inside my mouth. Right, right. Yeah. So like, the you hypocrisy that? is uh-huh. astounding. Yep. Describe to us what you had to do to become be compliant. Everyone feel safe.
1: Yeah. So obviously I had to do face masks, face shields in the beginning. I had to like block out time between each client so I could completely sanitize the room. You know, and I just couldn't see back-to-back clients at the time because they wanted us to have that time to kind of clean out the room, sanitize the room, kind of you know, disinfect everything, um, clear out all the germs. And to me, that was, it's interesting because like all our tools, like all our stuff has always been super clean and sanitary. So I feel like when we went to school, we had to take bacteriology, sanitation. So I'm like, we were kind of trained for this and we've been doing this all along, you know, cause we have to keep our clients safe. So anything we put on their face has to be totally sanitized or it has to be something like totally brand new. Um, Mm -hmm. you can't reuse stuff when you're touching one client to another. So I just feel like it was a really restricted in the rules. Like, you know, you have to totally clean down like every ounce of the room. It's like, I do that at the end of the day. I cleaned out my bottle, but it was just, it was a little, I felt like it was a little
0: over the top at first, but you know, I wanted to, I wanted to work on clients. So I, I complied. Right. In order to be able to do that, what did you have to remind yourself or believe in order to get through that and just serve clients? I love my clients.
1: So it's like, you know, I just wanted to see them all and work on them. And, you know, I I just feel like it's every time a client comes in, it's like having like going out with your best friend. You know, it's like we have such a good time together that it's like it. I look forward to all my
0: clients. So um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what kind of kept me going through. And especially with your story, you know, do do you work a lot with the elderly? women? I have a range of clients. Yeah. I have like Mm -hmm. teenagers all the way to older. Teenagers too. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Is is it a big town where you're
1: at? Where I'm at? No, it's mostly like um, malls and corporations. But when I get, when I move back into like and open up a retail space, I want to be like in a downtown area. So I have that small business feel. I can connect with local businesses and kind of be more involved in the community right now I'm in a salon suite. So it's just mostly like hairstylists. There's a couple other estheticians here.
0: And so what are the key points that you learned uh, that you're stronger than you think you are type thing? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because I feel like
1: I do know a lot of estheticians and a lot of spa owners that did shut their doors like completely after the pandemic, just because number one, they didn't want to deal with the compliance or, you know, they just they couldn't survive so i feel very blessed that it's that we're going into the year 2024 and you know 4 years later i'm still here and i'm still thriving so
0: yeah that's that's the interesting part um and why you're here in the show is you're you're still thriving did you have to get on any loan um to keep you afloat i did the ppp loan yeah
1: Th- thank goodness for that
0: a lot of people um have really uh, relied on that um, right, loan. Mm-hmm. And so the name of this podcast is "So Power to the People." Why did you agree to come to the show? I just loved your messaging, and when you were
1: talking about you know surviving and thriving the pandemic, it just—I feel like I don't know—my soul was like, I need to connect with you. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a connection, and I was like, I just feel like you know everybody just needs to share their story and kind of you know, understand like, okay, even though it might still be tough right now, because I feel like we are kind of in that beginning recession stage. It's like, we're still here. We're still surviving. We're still thriving. You know, even though all these things are trying to push us back and set us back, it's like, no, we're still here and we're still going. And, you know, if someone's watching this and they're like, maybe I should shut down. It's like, maybe if they just hear my message, they'll keep going. So it's just about Mm. inspiring and connecting to other people.
0: What's the danger right now of uh, being shut down again?
1: There's a lot of talks
0: about more infection and people are masking again, Mm -hmm. I'm noticing. Yes.
1: I mean, honestly, I feel like we're always going to have that fear of what if we get shut down again? Um, You know, and I I feel like now that I'm launching the skincare line, I feel like I have a little bit more you know, that will help me float through in the event that it happens. I also do have a little room in my house. So worst case, I can have a couple clients come to my house during that time if I have to. I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to, but, you know,
0: it's like it's there. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm pretty sure, you know, people start out that way. Right. And yeah in people's basements, right? Right, right. Yeah. And so what's your vision for your business um now that you've overcome 2020, all the craziness, all the compliance. Okay, first let's look back. Uh, is there anything you would have done differently?
1: Yeah, I mean, I probably would have looked into starting my own skincare line back then versus wait until now just because I feel like that would be that would have been such a you know another boost and more helpful to have something of value to be able to give more clients and reach a larger audience versus just clientele that i was serving at that time
0: moving forward what do you see the vision for your own company i know you mentioned something about expansion mm-hmm. but i also hear about education and doing more outreach can you talk more about that yeah i mean i i
1: love That's why I wrote a book because I love teaching women about their skin. Like when they're in, they're laying on my table and I'm, you know, giving them their facial and teaching them about this and talking to them about this. I feel like they all get this aha moment where it's like, oh, this is why my skin's never done this, or this is why I can't get my skin to do this. It's like, they just don't know because there's so much information out there. And I feel like nowadays, everybody's a skin expert. Um, And a lot of times it's misinformation, like look at what they're teaching our tweens and teens, like they're telling them to use retinol on their face before they even hit puberty. So I just feel like there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of people just trying to, oh, I love skincare, so I'm going to teach you about your skin. It's like, do you have a license? Do you have education? You know, like I went to school, I got licensed. I've been doing this over 20 years. So it's like, I've learned so much over the years that I just want to be able to teach more women about that so they can understand their skin and just make smart skincare purchases. Because I feel like if you're using the right product, you end up saving money because you're not going, oh, I like her. Her product sounds good. I'm going to try that. Oh, wait, this one didn't work. Okay. Now I'm going to try this because this one, you know, she's got a good message and told me I should do this. So I feel like there's a lot of that going on and people are just kind of buying stuff because they don't know, what to buy. So I feel like if they have somebody to kind of teach them like this is what Mm -hmm. you should be doing and these are the kind of products you should be using. I think women will end up saving a lot more time and energy and money on products because then they're only going to buy what they need. And so what's your number one tip for women? I would say find a good esthetician. Somebody that's been doing this for a very long time is very passionate about skin and can really help look at your skin, assess it, and give you the right products that would work for you. Because everybody's skin is so different. So like if I was to go, if I was to sit here and go, okay, this is the cleanser I love. You should be using it. But I've never, like, if for me to look at your skin right now, if I told you, oh, let's use this cleanser, what if it doesn't work? Because your skin is different than mine, So when, when people are talking about skincare products or like you hear dermatologists or in skin influencers, they're telling you to use this cleanser because it works for them, but everyone's skin is so different. So I feel like having an esthetician that can really take a look at your skin, spend time with you, understand, you know, what you've been using, what your concerns are, what is your lifestyle? What are your hormones? What's your diet? Like understanding the whole picture, they can help you make better decisions on, on products for your skin.
0: That's awesome. Do you talk about diet when you talk about
1: the uh... I do. Especially with acne? That's a big one because I feel like, you know, acne, we just throw products at our skin and clients come in they're like I've tried everything, nothing works. I'm like, well, have you changed your diet? No. I'm like, well, let's let's look at that because I can support your skin, but if you're not going to change your diet and you're eating all these inflammatory foods, your skin's never going to clear up because you're not getting to the root
0: cause of the problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember proactive. That's what okay. I ended mm-hmm. up using. Was is that a safe product? I can't remember, but um, no, because it's got benzyl peroxide in it. Yeah, but that worked for me back then, and nothing right. else did. But then again, this was like, what did I know back then? Is right. and then eventually, I I grew out of that. But right. I remember, if I don't use it for one day. Mm-hmm. The pimples come back. I'm like, oh, that's not good. You know, right. to yeah. it, it's not really healing on. Right. Uh, but eventually it, something must have fixed in my system and then zits mm-hmm. went away. Right. Yeah. Especially if it's hormonal, then once your hormones
1: adjust, it, your skin will clear up. But if it's like dietary where it's caused by some kind of food you're eating, it's not going to clear up. And usually you have more of like your whole face is covered when it's dietary versus like hormonal. Hormonal is usually like jawline. Sometimes they could be on the cheeks, but those tend to be the ones that like hurt when you touch them.
0: Yeah. I think it was more, it was a change of, we moved from the Philippines to Canada. And then after that, I had pupils everywhere. My back was covered with pimples. My face was covered with pimples. I was thinking it was because I was not sweating as much. It could be. Uh, In in the Philippines, I was, you know, you you go outside for five minutes and (laughs) you (laughs) are. Right, right. So so I was detoxing naturally. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, all of a sudden I'm indoors. uh, I'm not going out. Under the sun or, you know, it's like just total change. Right. A culture shock. And then. Yeah. Zipped. Yeah. For a young woman, there was very embarrassing. I see
1: that a lot. Like a lot, I get a lot of acne clients, um, that move to the States from other countries and they have issues with their skin. And I think part of its environment, especially like you went from hot and humid to cold and dry, um, and also, I think a lot of it is the change in food, like especially here in America, mm-hmm. our food is awful. We have so many preservatives, so much stuff in our food, and a lot of other mm-hmm. countries don't allow that in their food. So I think a lot of it is the change in diet when they come. And I don't know enough about
0: Canada's food, but. Oh, yeah, pretty much the same. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that one... we're, we were all what's the word like dreamy-eyed because mm-hmm. oh, all of a sudden we're here, in, you know, in Canada, mm-hmm. finally, you know, the Western dream, and <laughs> yeah, and so we thought everything was good—the food and—and mm-hmm. and you're right. The more I dig deep into the crimes against humanity, there's nothing safe actually. Our food, our air, our water—it's all. It's it's really really sad. So I, I'm I'm loving it that at least the, the kids are hearing from you what to do from the get go, and they they start so young. These kids, are yeah. And one thing that I don't like is that these kids are being tampered with, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think a
1: lot of their because a lot of these kids have hormonal issues. And I think it's a, a lot of it, again, ties back to our food and our diets. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but the fix is oh, just right. do this, just do this. Yeah. It's, yeah. M- it's right. not the right
1: fix. You just made a good point where you said like, they're just trying to throw things and fix things. I feel like that's kind of like our culture now, even with the skin, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm breaking out. What can I do quickly to hide the acne? Or what can I do? It's like, that acne has been brewing for months and then all of a sudden it, it kind of erupts. But if, if you think about it, it ties to our gut. So it's like, if we've been eating all these inflammatory foods, we're causing all this information inflammation and then one day it erupts. Well, it's not going to go away in a day. It's going to take time because, you know, again, a lot of like, a lot of people will go see a dermatologist and they'll give them like harsh topicals. They'll give them antibiotics or even Accutane. And it's like, if, they would just shift their diet a little bit and kind of do like elimination. Like dairy's really big. That's a huge cause of acne. Sugar, huge cause of acne. If like if they would just eliminate some of these foods instead of just throwing a band-aid on it with like medicine or different products, they would actually be able to clear their skin up for good. So
0: hmm. I want to go back to the proactive. Ben- yeah. <laughs> benzyl- What's <proximate>. the <laughs> yeah. side effect of that? I'm just curious now. So it causes free radical damage. And
1: free radicals basically, um, it causes aging and it causes damage to the cells itself. Because what a free radical is, it steals electrons from other atoms. So I can get all sciency here, but like that's kind of a free radical in a nutshell. It causes damage to the skin and it can actually speed up the aging process. So, like, even when we eat processed foods or we eat, like, acidic foods, it causes um, free radicals in our body. So, any kind of damage is going to age us or make us sick or cause, like, other problems. So, it's not just in our skin. It's in our whole body.
0: Okay. How do you reverse that?
1: Um So with the skin, I would stop benzoyl peroxide. I would kind of do more hydration and a little bit more healing products. So something that would just support the skin, not so much. So I call it, I call a lot of products like attacking the skin because that's what we do. We see a problem when we attack it. We're like, got to get rid of it. But it's like, if you just kind of remember our skin's an organ, so... Even our body, like the organs in our body will naturally heal themselves if we allow them to. Same thing with our skin. If you stop throwing stuff at the skin, the skin is going to naturally heal itself because it knows what to do. We just constantly feel like we have to fix it and do stuff to it. So by, you know, just kind of giving it like, I call it stripping it down and bare bones. Like some clients come in and I'm like, all right, we're just going to use like a cleanser and a moisturizer and that's it for the next month because I need to see where your skin's at because a lot of times we're doing stuff to it and it's so out of balance that I don't even know what skin type a client could be. So, um, you know, I would say if someone's using benzoyl peroxide or harsh products like that, like literally just strip it down to the bare basics, get your skin back to where it needs to be and then kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. And so can you talk about the difference between the sun products or sunscreen? Sunscreen. There sunscreen. you go. Yeah, so I like to personally use
1: zinc oxide. I don't like to use anything with chemicals in it because there's two types of sunscreens. There's chemical sunscreens and then there's physical sunscreens. Now a chemical uses chemical ingredients to um, protect against UVA and UVB rays. When you put a chemical sunscreen on the skin, your skin absorbs those chemicals and then it absorbs the UV rays and kind of disperses it and gets rid of it that way. When you're using a physical block like zinc oxide, which is a natural mineral, and zinc is actually very healing. So like when we take it, it helps our immune system. When we put it on our skin, it calms inflammation. So if somebody has acne, using a zinc oxide-based sunscreen is actually very good for their skin because it will heal and calm their inflammation. But when you put zinc on the face, it acts like a mirror. So it bounces the sun's rays away from your skin. And now all sunscreens, whether they're chemical or physical, they only protect 97% of the sun's rays. So that's why even when you're wearing sunscreen, you'll still
0: get a little bit of a suntan. Yeah. And tell me about your product line online. Um, do you have like lotions? and? Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So the products that I carry in my spa, you know, when like clients come in, I have a couple different skincare lines that I've used on clients. I have them available for online purchases oh, okay. as well. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. And then my tween line, that's going to be mostly online. I mean, mm-hmm. but then, you know, most of the sales will be online for that one. Are you excited about that? I am. I am. Cause it's been so much work. Like I've, I feel like I've been working on it forever.
0: So it's like ready to go. <gasps> what are you doing for its launch? Are, are people excited? Like where, What? where, when can we buy it? When can we buy it?
1: Yes, yes. I know I wanted to have it by Christmas, but it didn't work out that way because I had a lot of mom friends asking, like, can I get this for my daughter for Christmas? I'm like, and then, you know, we keep getting closer and closer. I'm like, it's not going to be ready. <laughs> but it's ready in January. So I'll do like a little pre-launch after the holidays.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, what's your vision for your business going forward? I mean, I just want to serve more women and help them
1: with their skin you know i want to help these tweens with their skin i really feel like you know this next year i'm going to be really working on developing more products for the tween line just because i feel like you know they need good products because my daughter has her friends come over and they're like why don't you have a mask why don't you have this product why don't you have this product i'm like I'm like it takes a while to develop this stuff so I'm like I'll work on it I'm like I'm working on stuff I just don't have everything ready to go yet so so I feel like that's kind of taken a lot of energy from me which is a good thing it's been fun because I have like feedback in my house every day
0: well how how did you did you partner with Hemisk Mm -hmm. nice
1: yeah. So I have a chemist, but I just started with a co- like two products. I'm starting with a cleanser and a moisturizer just to have something because I feel like every good skincare routine should at least have a cleanser and a moisturizer. So that's why I started with yeah. those two. And then I feel like that's a good base. And then I can add stuff in, you know, and develop more products once
0: that kind of gets launched. Mm-hmm. And did you have to pitch your product to, to get angel um, investors? No, I'm funding it myself. <laughs> so That's good. Well, it's, it's been wonderful having you. Do you have any final words for us?
1: You know, I just want to tell everybody that might be either starting a business or kind of feeling stuck in your business to just keep going because, you know, we get stuck because we feel like we're not living in our purpose. And then when we just kind of push through those moments, it's like doors open and, you end up being in a better space.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? Like uh, we get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, it's like, can I do this? Or this is too hard. Sometimes when I hear myself say that, this is too hard. Oh, wait, you're you're in your own story there. Get out of that story. And I I totally reframe everything. You you gotta be like, you're all in, 100% in. It's really interesting. Um, business ownership, entrepreneurship—you really gotta have the the vision for it, the faith in yourself first. Yeah. And why did you get into beauty line? Why I wanted to be a makeup artist,
1: and then I realized when I was in esthetician school how much I hated putting makeup on people, and I just. I loved the science of the skin. It fascinated me. And um, and then I worked for a medical spa. I worked for a day spa. And then when I had my oldest, I was a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, I can't. I, I'm not stay-at-home mom material. I think I have an entrepreneurial spirit. So it's like, I can't just sit home with the baby all day. It was making me crazy. Uh-huh. So uh, I started, a, I built a room in the basement of my house and opened, you know, I would, I would put him down for a nap and take a client. I'd put him to bed, take a couple of clients. So it was like, that's how I, that's how I, wow. My- oh, wow. I yeah. don't
0: know. See, that's, that's creative. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom too for, for a couple of years. And I, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not easy.
1: <laughs> it's actually harder <laughs> than being an entrepreneur, I think
0: i <laughs> couldn't put her down that's yeah <laughs> and and when when she's sleeping finally sleeping i wanted to wake her up right and, and play with her yeah. play. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness! Well, I am so happy that you're in a place in your business where you're thriving yeah. and continuing to expand and uh, launching a new product. Um, it's it's really wonderful this gift of beauty that you're gifting to everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the title of your book? It's called Skin Deep, the same as my company. Skin Deep, mm-hmm. very nice yeah good and then do you offer online um services just for consultation yeah i do Mm -hmm. very quickly where can people find you so
1: they can find me on facebook and instagram at skin deep il
0: illinois okay yeah yeah all right well samantha thank you so much for your words of wisdom for your story of resilience and determination your kids that's that's amazing that they gave you the inspiration to your product and I am excited to see more and more additional products yeah um join that product line that's awesome thank you and don't forget mature women too for well yeah yeah (laughs) yes I have plenty of products for them
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. The tweens, I mean, they're all, they're using like drunk elephant and bubble. Some of these not so good lines, you know, if you can start them on a good routine when they're young, their skin's going to just do better as they continue to age. So.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. All right. I will not keep you long then. Thank you so much, Samantha. This has been enlightening and everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you again next week for another episode of Soul Power to the People podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind. Take back your voice. Take back your soul. Take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.